Uh, there's nobody I'd rather have on than John Gibbons, manager uh, extraordinaire, one of my favorite managers. I'm not even saying that. I'm not even X. saying that, Gibby. No, no. You're one of my. You're. you In my book, you're always a manager. You're, <laughs> you. You. You've managed my expectations of baseball. To so I appreciate that, Courtney. How are you? Good. How are you? Always uh, a pleasure. Always a pleasure. And this is going to be a good one because, and Courtney, there's not every day where, you know, John Gibbons has taught us through all his excellence as manager, as coach, as player about the great game of baseball. Now we're sitting down and we're going to help him. You ready, Gibby? Ready to be helped? Oh, hey, you know, hey, I'm always ready. <laughs> and, and, and in my mind, it's the simple game of baseball. Don't forget that. Simple. Listen, there, like I, like I said, you nobody. There is nobody I'd rather manage a team. I desperately wanted you to manage the team that I covered, uh, because like you just, uh, there was nobody, Gibby, like who just said, "Hey, listen, like this is what it is, man. This is it's just this is what it is. No bullshit, nothing. This is what it is. Like it's the right and the wrong. Like either either you wear the uniform or you don't. You know? Yeah." Yeah, and you, you know it's kind of funny, Rob. And, and I, you know, I was I was uh, uh, I was I was I was watching uh, Booney the other day. Remember when Booney hit the table? You know, and the Yanks are scuffling big time. You know, everybody goes through it. And they were supposed to be the greatest team ever, and now reality sets in somewhat, right? And, and they're asking Booney about you know, well, the, the lead shrunk from I don't know what thirteen games down to. It kind of sounds like the old Red Sox Yankee Bucky Dent thing, kind of a little bit, didn't it? Yeah, but yeah. it. Uh, but but so then he was in. He, he, I could just I could just feel feel his pain. Other than I've, I've been in New York, answering that question. Well, the the, the, the leads this leads this. Finally, I, I was thinking, oh, but Booney needs to just tell him. Listen, you know, I, enough of this. I ain't answering that anymore. Anymore. What's going to happen is this: either we're going to come out of this, it's going to turn out to be a fairy tale great year, or we're not going to come out of it, and you'll never see me again. But I'm tired of asking. I'm tired of answering where, how many game lead we have. That's just that's just the way it is, you know. So you would never would you ever like pound your fist on the table like that? Did you ever get to that point? Obviously, Aaron Boone, like in the middle of that whole thing, was like he he pounded his fist on the table and the water bottle went flying. To me, it's sort of like you were just like, yeah, whatever. I can't see you doing that. Did you ever do anything like that? No, no, no. I used to fight the players, but I didn't. I never did the media. You know. No, you know what? That's uh. I, I I've, I've never I've never done it. I, I don't think I would ever would. But it almost it almost kind of uh, comes off as they're getting to you, you know. In in New York, Boston is a totally different animal than you know most places, and so it is. It can I'm sure it is a little bit different. But you know, if they get to you and they got you, you know what? Uh, I mean, he was showing some signs of that, and, and uh, obviously it's not that easy, but. Uh, no, I hear you. I hear you. Listen, it's a long season, and you get to this point. A lot of pressures: Boston, New York, Chicago. You know, Courtney's from Chicago, so uh, yeah, uh, right. yeah. So, so uh, there's a lot of reasons I wanted to talk to you, Gibby. First of all, just because it's good seeing your smiling face and hearing your voice once again, but uh, but also because you uh, resurfaced to the public eye on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> and the whole ball of wax. And I've said this before, you know, uh, on this podcast, since Courtney joined us, I said, there's not a lot of better people on, on Twitter than Courtney. Good job, Courtney. So, Thank you, Rob. I love you. You make my 
inflate my ego. You well, know, I like that. But I, but I feel like you say like things <laughs> where like you're like, okay, you know, it's like this is I can relate to that. I, I think that a lot of people you sit. This is what it's all about. So part of this is I want you to be sort of the guide for Gibby as he heads into this world of Twitter. But more importantly, you had talked that when we when we talked about like having Gibby on, and he said, "Oh man, you know, I." I just want to talk to him. Like he's one of my favorite managers. I love the way that he does stuff. I love certain moments. Here's your chance, Courtney. All those moments that you were talking about, you got the guy right here. Let's go. What do you got to say to him? Yeah, I kind of pride, pride myself, like running my Twitter, how Gibby used to manage. Not giving a shit, fighting people if I need to. Speak. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Once you get in it, John, you'll see. You get a lot of idiots. Got a lot of idiots you got to deal with. So feel free to chase people down. Tell them what they need to hear. Call them out. I know you'll do it. But now I got to ask you, not that you're an old timer, because we both know you're not. Well. (laughs) You're young at heart. You're young at heart. Right. There you go. How do you feel seeing guys like Tony La Russa resurfacing and Buck Showalter? kind of resurfacing as these major managers now. How does that make you kind of feel seeing that sort of come back to fruition? Well, well, I, I, I love it. You know, uh, any of you look at the World Series last year, you had Dusty Baker and Snitker in Atlanta, right? Yep. And, you know, because the reason I say that, you know, I, I, I know those guys, not necessarily particularly well, but they're kind of, you know, they're my kind of guys, right? And the, the, the game has changed so much now, it's where analytics is taking over, you know, taking over the game. Yep. And, you know, there's, there's, so, there's a lot of good things in that. There's, there's no doubt about it. It's made the game better in a lot of ways. But you've also taken out the human element. And, and, and my, my big beef is guys are getting jobs now. I mean, well, the only way you're going to get a managing job now pretty much is if, you, if you're willing to take your marching orders from the front office. Yep. You know, and, uh, and so it, no experience required. You know, you're kind of the, you're kind of the middleman, yep. and uh, to me that, that that makes that makes no sense. I think you know what. Uh, I think the game. I mean, I think it's a little bit tougher than that to manage a game, and you know, you basically you're, you're managing people. It's, it's I think that's where baseball is lost sight of. You know, it's uh, uh, you know we've taken the human element out of it, and I, and I think I think that's wrong because I don't think the game's better. I don't think anybody would say the game is better. You know, it's like return. You know, if you could guarantee a result. You know, okay, that'd be one thing, but these guys aren't robots, you know. Right. And, yep. and uh, I, I think the game's been hijacked to a certain point. But so when you see guys like Larusa and those guys come back at it, you know, it's like, yeah, it, I don't know why Tony'd want to. He's all a favorite. Okay. Don't get me yeah. started on that, Gibby. Don't get me started on that. Sorry. <laughs> you know, because you, you know, I guess I say that because you, you, you're in the Hall of Fame. You come back, and, and right. he's and he's taking some heat. I mean, that's that that only that's only going to hurt you, you know. Well, I would think he's taken some well-deserved heat though. I'm not sure how much you follow him. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever walked, have you ever intentionally walked a guy with two strikes, Gibby? No, 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 I don't, I, I don't think I have, you know, I've done, would some, you ever I've do done that? some stupid stuff, but I don't know if I've done that. Would you ever do that? In your mind, would you ever do that? Well, if I ever get a shot again, I definitely won't now. That's now you definitely sure. cannot. <laughs> All right. Well, so I, I can see I'm frozen, but that's, I can still hear you guys. It's all good. So listen. Um, oh, I, I, oh, look at you. Give me oh, turn oh, it around. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So, so I do want to get into this. What you were saying, Gibby, 
about because Joe Matt, did you see what Joe Madden said the other day? Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I don't so before we before Courtney asked about like getting in a fight with Ted Lilly or whatever she wants to ask, I do since we're going down this road, I do want to introduce that where Joe Madden, a guy who was perceived give me like when you were managing, he was perceived as this analytical guy, this forward thinking yes. guy, right? Yep. And then he the other day he comes out and I'm paraphrasing. But he's talking about how, well, you know, like, listen, I would want to put the front office, front office guys in a uniform to make them understand that you just can't have some go-between guy deliver the message and it's going to translate exactly how you want. So what was your thought on that? Well, see, I, you know, I've been, I've been saying that for a while now. I said, you know, they keep hiring, the, they, they hire these guys. I said, I said, yeah, why don't you take your, your, uh, your big guru, analytics guru, yeah, throw a uniform on him. Then nothing's lost in translation. He goes down the dugout and he doesn't have to worry about, well, that guy misinterpreted what we were saying or something like that. I mean, maybe that's the solution, but obviously they couldn't get away with that. They, they, they know that would, uh, you, that would, that would Gibby, backfire. Did you, but but Gibby, did why you, wouldn't you though? Gibby, did you feel that like when you were, when you were managing? No, you know, no, you know, analytics was coming on, you know, my first job, uh, JP Richard, he was, my general manager and he come, he came from Oakland with a beaner out there. And, you know, that's what Moneyball. you know, that, that was, uh, that was hot and heavy. Right. And then everybody, everybody tried it. And then it kind of, kind of, and JP took a lot of heat too, because everyone perceived that he was trying to do that. Like you remember back then the Moneyball era where it was like, it was black and white. It was scouts analytics. There was no room for interpretation. Everyone was freaked out about it. And then, you know, JP comes over to Toronto from Oakland and, you know, Moneyball coming out. It's like, oh, they're going to try to do everything this way. And you know as well as I do, give it Like, JP was like a scout, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. J, 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 JP's a really smart baseball guy, and he knows how to balance things. You know, I think what got JP in Toronto, you know I mean? He, he, you know, he... He's just like, you know, Bostonian brother, man. And he, he, he wore it on his sleeve. And he, if he didn't agree with her, he didn't like what you said, he's, you're going to know about it, you know? And so I think he pissed a lot of people off up there uh, with his brashness. But, you know, he, he my, my point was, you know, that uh, he's the first guy I worked for. And he let me run the game the way I felt, uh, you know, the, the way I felt best because that's what he hired me for. And then, the, you know, if, if he didn't like the results, eventually he's going to fire me, which ended up happening. But, uh, you know, he, he, ne he never, he, he didn't micromanage at all. You know, we talked about strategies, his thinking, my thinking and all that, but he said, run the game. That's why I hired you. And then of course, then when, then after I left and came back, Alex Anthopoulos, who's in Atlanta now, you know, Alex was JP's assistant that, uh, my first go around there. And he was, uh, you know, he's coming along, young, young guy, very smart guy came in along at the beginning, like analytics and, and uh, is really into that. But, he's smart enough to know that the human element matters. And he, and he let me do my thing too. Right. And, and, uh, you know, and Paul Beeston was the president and Beeston's philosophy is, Hey, I hired you to do a job. You do your job. If I don't like the job you're doing, you're going to get fired and I'll get somebody else. What better way? I mean, you couldn't have it any better. Right. Do you, and so then, uh, did you, did you catch, do you hear from guys? Did you hear from guys then? Do you hear from other managers who are, are sort of singing the same tune that Madden did where, and I would imagine it's only gotten worse as as more of these guys got into the front offices, right? Yeah, well, you know, I don't I don't know how many how many are, guys are out there managing now that that aren't you know 100 on board, you know, with, with the front offices. You know, even even Girardi, I, you know, I don't even know what Joe 
you know, I'd heard some different things. Joe's heavy analytics and Joe's not analytics. And, and uh, you know, when he's with the Yankees and I'm thinking, you know, so I, I don't, I don't know, but uh, Dombrowski, is Dombrowski, you know, I mean, he was up there, but was he, is he heavy analytics? Nah, no, well, he was sort of like, he, he dabbled in it. Right. Know? But it was certainly well, yeah. like, he was of the same mind, I think of like, you're going to, I hired you to be a manager. I'm going to get the players. You're going to manage them. And then we'll, maybe we'll talk about it. Right. And he's had nothing but success. So I, so I, so I don't think that's maybe what cost Girardi's job there. Uh, but other than that, you know, I, I don't know many that are even, you know, Snitker, uh, you know, was in place when Anthopolis went over there to Atlanta. And I'm sure there was a little bit of adjustment there, uh, but they, they obviously get along very well and they do a great job together. You know, Dusty was hired in, uh, uh, down there in Houston. And, uh, you know, and Dusty's had some dark stone at him over the years about his way he handles pitching staffs and this and that. So I, I couldn't tell you if he's, he's been a little more flexible now because I think Houston's big analytics, and especially, you know, from Ludenow's day and Hinch's day there. Uh, but they're doing something right, put it that way. So, but other than that, I think everybody that's in, in place is probably, you know, handpicked. Maybe other than Melvin, you know, Bob, Bobby, but Bobby comes from Oakland. You know, where they, where they, I mean, they're a little bit forward thinking, right or wrong. Right. But I think that, I think the analytics, like the world has gotten so heavy and so all encompassing. And, and, and I think that Madden was onto something because I know that teams hire, one of the things the Red Sox said they had to do was we have to find somebody to deliver the message better. Well, like when the message has become so much, it becomes increasingly more difficult to fire, hire the guy or find the guy who can actually do that effectively instead of the manager just doing it. Right. Well, I'm not smart enough to figure all that stuff out. You want to know the truth. You know, baseball, you know, you know one of the reasons I love baseball and I got into it, and I think, you know, I, I hung around a long time because I, it's a, I told you earlier, it's a simple game. It's perfect for me, you know, and if we leave it alone and, and uh, but you know, you know, we, talk, I went up there for that. Uh, you remember when they had the cheating scandal in Houston, right? Of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, I went down to interview for that job. And I felt really good about it. And then Dusty came in the next day and he ended up getting the job. But then I went up to Boston. It was two weeks later because they were investigating Cora and, and, that, and that, you know, for their involvement in that stuff. And, and really enjoyed the interview. Right. Um, but I, I, was, I sat down with their and, and I, uh, you know, I really like the people in the front office, but they ran me through the gamut. Right. And everybody I think I, I sat down with everybody in the organization, you know. And uh, so but I, I, when I when I was sat down with the analytics guys, I think it was three of them, you know, and I really liked it, but they were, we were talking back and forth and I, and I had, I think I had the reputation as anti analytics, which isn't the case at all, but I try to balance things. Right. But so anyway, they asked me, do you, do you have any questions? And I said, well, I said, first of all, I said, you know what? Okay. This you're the Boston Red Sox in the, let's say we've got the, you guys in the New York Yankees, the, the two big, you know, money franchises that, uh, uh, it's unlimited what you, if you want to do something, you can do it. Right. And that's, that's a beautiful thing. So you, the Yankees can't hire more analytics guys than you can, if, and, you know, unless, unless you don't, unless you allow them to or something. I said, so, so there's, there's such an overload of people trying to figure out different th- formulas in this game or what have you. I mean, have we uh, tapped it out yet or anything? So I said, so basically I said, what makes, what's going to separate you guys from the Yankees or the Yankees from you guys? I mean, you got, you guys got all the resources, you got this and that. 
and and it really, and I don't even remember what his answer was. I said, I, I said, you know what? You it's just like it, baseball has always been. It comes back to who's got the best players, man, and who stays healthy, and who's That's got the true. best players. You know, it's not it uh, because they're not outsmarting you because they don't have any more resources than you do. And you know, I don't know. Maybe they maybe they got somebody from Yale and you got somebody from Harvard and maybe you upped them there or something. I don't know. But what was what was anyway. their what was their reaction? Were they like? Uh, I mean, how do you respond to that? I mean, it seems pretty cut you know, and dry. Yeah, yeah, Rob. I don't even know. You know, I, I can't remember the gentleman's name. He's an older guy, ex-military guy. Was the the? I think he was a head guy in the analytics. And I and I liked the whole bunch. But that was kind of my question, you know. And I, I can't even remember that. Uh, I think I was so worn out from the interview for being in there so long. I just I don't even remember oh, what he man. told me. Uh, but but it made sense, you know. And uh, I because I, I I heard this old story from uh, Frank Howard years ago when I when I was playing with the Mets and Frank. You remember Big Frank? Yeah. Frank Frank. Frank was like a coach then, right? And uh, I can remember sitting in the dugout one day, just me and him. We were sat there. It was, I think it was the end of spring training, and we were talking baseball and, and all that. And um, this is before analytics they even had the name, right? And, and uh, we were talking. He said, he, he says to me, he said, "Son," I said, "What do you got, Frank?" He goes, "Son," he said, "When you look in your dugout, you see two or three cannons, right?" And he says, "And you look in the other dugout, you see five or six cannons." He said, "You may win a battle, you ain't winning no war." And it's, <laughs> and it's, and it's so true, right? You know, you may win a, win a game here or there, but you're not winning the, you know, after 162. If if they, you know, unless something, you know, I mean, there's some things happen, but you know, John, from oh. from from what you've seen so far in baseball this year, in your minds, who's the best manager in baseball? Oh God! Well, I, I tell you, the guy that's done the best job is uh, Hyde down there in Baltimore. It's got to be right. I agree. That's you a story. It's a great yeah. story. And by the way, patience. Holy mackerel! Talk about patience. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, whoever saw that coming, right? Yeah, exactly. In, in in you know in the toughest division of baseball, right? Yes. Um, yes. Gosh, who's the best? You know, that's so hard to say because there's so you know there's there's so many good baseball guys there. You know. Um, uh, I'm gonna tell you, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you this, you know, hey, Dusty, Dusty, wherever he goes, yeah, I agree. And he may not be all X's and O's, you know, that may not be his his thing, you know what? But see, that's 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 not all managing is, you know. But he gets the most out of his guys. His guys all, have always performed under him, you know. Frank Cashin told me one time, you know, remember old Frank Cashin? He was the yeah, Mets GM nice. back in the '86 in Baltimore years before that, and, and a great reputation and very successful general manager. And when I got into coaching in the minor league level, he was in, he was he was in town one time, and I, I asked him. I said, "Frank, you've been a, you've been a GM for a lot of years. I said, what makes a good manager to you? You know?" And he goes, "Well, he says you got to be able to handle the pitching staff, the bullpen, the pitch staff. Number one, he said, and you got you know you got to get your players to play. You got to get the most out of your players." And I said, "Yeah, it makes total sense, right?" And uh, so when I say Dusty, Dusty's guys, yeah, he's always had talent, but they perform, you know. Uh, Snickers right, the same way, you know. They just bring out the best. Coors does a tremendous job. Cor Coors is a smart guy, but but there's something about uh, you know Alex, man, that you know he 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 relates to the players. He gets the most out of them. And then, of course, Kevin Cash down there. I had, I coached Cashy down in, in Tampa. Uh, you know, whatever they're doing is you know they yeah they're heavy analytics and all that. But I'm gonna tell you this right now: they have no shortage of great arms. If they didn't have those great arms. That analytics wouldn't matter one bit, you know. So they they they, they made their draft picks and all that and their trades pay off, you know. Well, speaking so of get, speaking of Gibby, speaking of getting the most out of players, and you always did this, and I think that 
this is going to b- bizarrely morph into what we're talking about with social media, but about players, about how players are wired right now. And, and, you know, there's, everyone's worried about their brand. Everyone's worried about, you know, how dare you get in my face or don't worry about me or whatever. I mean, you were a guy, as we know, as we know, Courtney, correct. He was not oh, afraid to get, get in people's faces. Right. So um, like this, take this, take the Lily example. Could you have done that now? No, heck no, heck no. You know, I don't even know if I'd do it. <laughs> Everybody views me as angry. I'm really not an angry guy. No, I mean, hey, the times, the times are so different in the, uh, but I've always, you know, I've, you know, I, uh, sometimes you got to get down to guys level, man. I don't, you know, in, in this, you know, in the sport, not just in baseball in every, every sport. Right. I mean, you got guys, you know, you got, guys from different parts of the world, different education levels, different uh, economic backgrounds, different moral backgrounds, right? You know, so, so you're, I mean, they're, they, it would be ideal if everybody was respectful of everything, this, that, and, you know, and stepped in line like the military or what have you. But that's not the case. And so sometimes you need to pin guys' ears back. That's just, I mean, I had it done to me as, as a young kid or when I played, you know, that was kind of the way you did it. And, it, and it's not like I've never been a knee-jerk, I, I never just, just one day just snapped like, you know, usually things build, right? Until some, you know, and it's like one of my own children. I said, you know, if I got to tell my own kids something two or three times, and they still are not doing something's wrong, man. You know, you know, I, I in uh, so with with in, in Teddy's case, Teddy and I, I, I really like Teddy. Teddy and I got along. We used to actually go uh, when I was coaching before I got the managing job there. You know, on the days he wasn't starting, you know, the pitchers all had their uh, running routine, and we go out and run wherever, whatever city we we'd run the streets. So I knew Teddy pretty good in this particular game. You know, I think it was his free agent year, his walk year. And we're pitching, uh, I don't know, you guys probably know the story, but we're, we, we're playing Oakland. This was in Her- Heron and all those guys, Zito and all those, when Oakland was really, really good. And we give, I think we give him like an eight nothing lead. And, and, uh, and I think he was facing Danny Heron, who was at one of the top of the game that, uh, that year. Next thing you know, they start chipping away at it. And what led to it, he's on the mound, he, he gets, uh, Eric Chavez leading off an inning, a third or fourth inning early in the game, but we got an eight nothing lead, I think it was. And he's got him 0-2, and then he and then he throws a, a pitch sidearm. So I looked at the pitching coach. I said, <laughs> "Did he throw that sidearm?" I said, "I've never seen that before. Did I? Did I? Am I seeing things?" And he said, "No, that's what he did." I said, "Okay." So I I, I said, "Well, maybe is he screwing around out there? Or what, man? We got you know this hard team to beat." So anyway, so things started unraveling, right? And so fine. So we get somebody going in the bullpen. It wasn't to punish Teddy, but it, you know, I mean, he, the game he, he couldn't hold the lead. So the pitching coach goes out there, and I didn't. You know, there was it might have been a little heated there. So finally, I go out there, and uh, I don't know if it was tied or we still had a one run lead. And you know, he looks at me and he he says, "What are you, you know, bleep bleep, bleep doing out here?" And I can't. I don't want to say exactly what I said, but then he didn't give me the baseball, man. So I'm sitting out there, with Teddy, and the rest of the guy. The rest of the teams around the uh, the mound, right? You're going. Oh, what, you know, my, what came to my mind was, what do I do now? You know, this ain't this ain't good. So finally, he gave, he gave me the ball, but kind of jabbed me with it, right? So I said, ah, oh, I didn't like that. So so anyway, I was I was walking. He walked in the dugout. He walked out in Toronto. You have the, the end of the dugout. You have the stairs that lead up into the clubhouse. And so I'm walking off the field, and, and on the opposite ends where the manager always sits. It. That's where. I, so I. My originally I was heading that way, and then I then I saw Teddy down these steps, and I so I didn't even think about it. I just I just I just changed my course and went right down there. 
And I don't remember if I said something to him first or he said something to me, and then we grabbed each other and, uh, you know, it didn't, it was, it shouldn't have happened, but it, nothing, nothing really bad happened that other was embarrassing for all. And, and, uh, and I say that because the fact that it was seen, you know, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily regret that it happened because I, I think it did us all some good, but and so the whole team comes down there, breaks it up and, and what have you. And, uh, but we, we got over that, but you know, it, uh, you know, it's like the old saying too, you, you can't let the inmates run the asylum man. you know, just, you just can't do it. And, uh, you, you gotta, it doesn't mean you can't, you're not power hungry or control freak or anything by any, by any means, but it's like, you know, there's certain ways you got to do things. We got to stay focused on what we're doing. This, this isn't all about a big circus. You know, we're trying to win. That's the number one goal. And, you know, so, but oh, uh, if, 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 if you did that now, you'd be trending on Twitter all day. Yeah, I know. I know. Then Teddy went to the Cubbies, man. I remember that playoff yes, he game? Did. And he took this glove and gave him a home and slammed the ground. Yes. <laughs> you know, a couple of years later, I saw Ted out in Arizona. I was, I was coaching with the, the Royals after I got fired. Uh, in Toronto, my first time, and when he's with the Cubbies, and we went to play the Cubbies in spring training, when I had seen him, and since then we, we both gave each other a big old hug. Man, it was good. And then he See, was working in the front office or something. He was doing something, and he's yeah. no longer, but he was. Yeah, 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 yeah. but he, he, he's he's a good one, man. It was, it was too bad it happened, but you know what? It wasn't the worst thing in the world to happen. Well, well, well listen. I mean, here's the thing. As Courtney said, I mean, can you imagine if their social media was like kicking? Then I mean, it's like last night we're, we're obsessing over a guy drinking beer through a hot uh, a hot dog straw, right? I don't give you. You see that? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever done that? No. <laughs> Neither have I. <laughs> Cordy, never. Never. No. Never? never. Have you ever seen it? I've never seen it done. No, that was no. I mean, I'm a beer drinker, but that was. You see, control. you seem disgusted by it, Cordy. Are you were you disgusted by it? I'm a little disgusted by hot dogs in general. And, and you know, I love beer. You're ruining beer. What are you doing? No. Okay. No, 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 no. Give right. me one. You know what? After games, I got to ask. I have you pegged for a whiskey guy. You a whiskey guy? Uh, no. No, no, no. I like beer, too. I'm, but, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm Miller or Bud, you know. Oh, uh, but I really Simple. like Bud. But you know what? Uh, I like margaritas, man. I've lived down in Texas. I love margaritas. Wait, frozen, frozen ones. You know, it's got to got to be frozen. I mean, yeah. After after a good win, there's nothing like a margarita. Yeah. Let's go. Oh yeah, no, I didn't get any of those. Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's uh, uh, well, you know, you know what? Hey, you know what? You were, were talking about we're trending on uh, uh, Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, but but we're also we're we're also talking about the, you know the confrontations, what have you? Because I was watching that game the other night. You know, it was the Padres, right? Remember, you see, we're we're pro far out in the outfield. You know, he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was wow. like, he was like baiting the guy to go, and the guy went, and he and he's safe, right? And I'm and I'm and I'm thinking, right? And I thought to myself, what would I have done right there? And I didn't like what I thought, right? But I'm thinking, here's a team that's, you know, the the, the all the pressure in the world's on them because they haven't been to the playoffs and they made all these moves, blah blah blah. And that might have been after Tatis got uh, banged for the thing anyway, right? I think this it wasn't that after that. Yeah. So now yeah. you got, now you got a guy. You know, he's he's out there. It's almost like dropping sidearm. I thought, you know, he's challenging the guy. I mean, what is this? A, what is this? A, a, a circus of just a game to show things off? Or are we trying to win here? You know, so I figured either the either the pitcher uh, he's going to come in and grab him, or somebody's going to grab him. You know, <laughs> and then and then if, if, if one of the players doesn't do it, I'm sure Melvin's going to be right behind her somewhere. But I mean, it went through my mind. It's like, how can how can that happen? Does these guys are they they uh 
oblivious to really what's yeah. at stake here and what's and that's, going on. And that's the frustrating thing as a manager, right? I mean, this just goes back to balancing the whole mindset of of the player nowadays and 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 the del- you know, and, and also like you said, like this stuff is captured all over the place. I mean, Gibby, you're going to be taking you're going to be taking videos and putting them up on Twitter. If I can, I know it. I mean, this is <laughs> you are taking it next level, which which. First of all, before we get to the social media thing and before Courtney teaches you what's what when it comes to every, the excellence of Twitter, what, what made you do this? So this happened a couple of days. Uh, all of a sudden, out of the blue, there he is. Uh, it's, uh, what is it? It's at, at, I should know this, at Gibby. Come on, give me your Twitter. It's a test well, for I you. Hope, I hope you know because I know. <laughs> <laughs> a buddy of mine set it up and my, da- and my daughter's been helping me with it. But it, you know why I got on this? I'll, I'll, I'll get that info to you, though. You know, my, in 2018, right? When I when my you know I, I was cutting loose, getting fired, whatever you want to call it, and um, my last we finished on the road down Tampa. My last home series, and I, I got you know I, I got along and really good friends with a lot of people in the media in Toronto. You know they're always good to me. They're always fair. Put it that way. And so I had two or three of the writers come up to me and say, "Hey, uh, if you if you uh, if you ever write a book, I want to write it for you." And I said, "Book? Are you kidding me?" First off. I'm, I'm a little ADHD, so I never, I don't, I think I might have finished one book in my whole entire lifetime. Even though, even a book I enjoyed reading, I just can't, I just can't finish a book, right? That's fair. So I'm thinking, well, who's going to, I said, who's, who's going to read my damn book? I said, my life's been, you know, pretty, pretty simple, been good, but simple. I don't, I don't think it's really necessarily exciting. So they said, well, you'd be surprised, but let me know. Okay. So anyway, I, that, that kind of fell, uh, fell off. And then an old buddy of mine, it was he was in the music business he he represented some country singers and he was in the professional wrestling really he's a new yorker crazy crazy life right but he 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 wrote a book uh, there was a big publishing company in in toronto in canada about wrestling or something right so he met a guy and they, they said when the, when they put two and two together that i knew this guy uh they said we, we want to write a book about gibbons in the, in the he said well so he put me in touch and i'm thinking they really, this was a publishing company. They, they really want to do us. I said, I could always use a little extra cash, right? If it's any good. So they, we, we did that, found a guy to write it. It wasn't one of those, uh, I, you know, I, I, I would have had one of those, or the people, the, the writers that, the, that covered me all those years do it, but I liked so many of them. They're all so good. I couldn't choose between, I've been unfair to choose one. So I had somebody else do it. Right. The guy that has a good reputation and anyway, so that's kind of how it started. So we started writing a book and it's supposed to come out next spring. Right. And then uh, oh. then I did a couple of these little podcasts and somebody says, well, we, we want to get you on a podcast, blah, 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 blah. So that's kind of in motion. Right. That's going to that's going to come out in the, hopefully the next few weeks. So, so all of this is leading into this book. That's what you're right. saying. Well, no, no, so, no. About, this is about why am I on social media? So <laughs> so the, I was talking to the people putting it all together. They said, Are you, you're on social media. I said, no, I'm not. I said I was on Facebook one time, but that got me in a lot of trouble. That could be a bad thing, right? So, and I'm and I'm sixty. So, uh, they said, well, you, you need to sell this. You need to be on social media, right? They, you know, like, uh, you know, if somebody wants to sponsor it, they want to see if you have a following. So that they said, well, let, so let's. So this just happened this past weekend. We 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 got it started, and so I really didn't even know how to do a lot of it. You know, so I'm just firing things out there, what have you, and it really has taken off pretty good. But that's why I'm on social media. It wasn't because, you know, I, I think I'm a midlife crisis and I got to, you know, I got to. Do, do you like it? it? Do if, you like if, it? If I, if I had my druthers, I wouldn't be doing it. But it's kind of, it's, it kind of feeds the machine, I guess. 
but uh, no, I've well, kind of enjoyed. You know, I've I've seen some. I've come across some old faces and things like that. That's it's pretty cool. And it's you know, I think I say, you know, I'm too old for that. But you know, everybody should be in tune with you know the world as we know it. You know, uh, so well, that that's well, how that started. It wasn't like I was felt like I'm missing out. No. Well, well no. listen here. Here you go. I went through a very similar experience of a book coming out in in March as well, Gibby. And, uh, okay. and same sort of deal. The the person that I'm doing it with did not have social media. Courtney knows. Did not have I'm social aware. media. Yes. So uh, and we went through the same thing. It's like you get. It, it's it's just the way of the world. People want to market, and I it's, I totally understand. But the, my hope is that you've sort of fallen into this world of and enjoy it because a guy like, for instance, the guy in our fantasy football league, Gibby uh-huh. and Papelbon, he just got on uh-huh. Twitter. And and it's like you know he's out of his mind. He's out, he's of, out his of his mind. It's, um, yeah, he, he's not. He's not doing what Schilling was doing. Was he? No, 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 no. Easy, <laughs> okay. easy, easy. No, 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 no. And, and, no. and Gibby, I don't recommend you do that either. Yeah, so be yeah. very, no, no, no. Hey, you know, don't do that. I'm not very politically correct, but I'm I'm smart enough to know. <laughs> yeah. that, yes, you uh, are. I've seen I've seen some, I've seen some people some good people go down because well, Pat, correct. Pat, Pap, uh, the closest Pap, uh, Pap took a video of himself with a machete and a chicken. But uh, and, and so I, I would not recommend that because it made everyone uncomfortable. But uh, so as long he, that's my first rule of Fight Club. No machete and chicken Twitter videos. But listen, I'm not even joking when I say Courtney's really good because like for me, like when somebody, there's, there's Twitter accounts where you're like, man, that, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. And even right. some of the stuff you already put out there at John Gibbon zero five. I looked there it up. That's it. Uh, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It has been like, oh man, I'm glad he said that. It's not just generic stuff, so it's good. So keep up the good work. But let me, Courtney, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read your last three tweets, okay? Oh God, I'm so no, sorry. No, no, no. This is good. No, read, this is, my, this is my, good. My, my tweets are Courtney. No, Courtney's no. I'm gonna read Courtney's. I, I want you to learn from oh. these. So. Uh, because all right so and you tell me what your thoughts are because this is a whole thing about getting it gets conversation going right so this is what we'll do we always love reading courtney's tweets all right the last one was inject the albert pujols home run directly into my veins only because he has more home runs the entire white Sox team in the last few weeks but also he's a legend and i need him to get to 700 home runs all right it's taking something that everyone's watching and now this right that's a good tweet excellent job courtney I'm a Sox person. I have a lot of Sox people following me. So I'm interjecting Sox stuff. You know, got all. Put are it- you a journalist, a writer, or all that? Or, I mean, I should be, but I'm not. I, well, I do have I a. I mean, it sounded like it. Thank no. you. Yeah. Thank you. There, there, there you go. There you go. What are you, all right. What are you saying? I should I should be able to write something like that. Yeah, of course. I would just say, <laughs> hey, listen, I like Albert Pujols is really awesome. And let's go. Let's hit, hit some home runs and a little. And, and they- Make it your own, Gibby. Make it your own. Exactly. Your own All right. So the next tweet is, not, not only do you cherish those friends that will split a bottle of wine with you, but you really cherish those friends that will split two bottles of wine with you. Which, <laughs> right? I mean, is it wrong? It's not wrong. No, no, no. You're right. Yeah. That, that'll get your attention. There you go. I feel like there's a fortune cookie element of this, right? I mean, this. She's a philosopher or a prophet, whatever she would call it. Yeah. Prophet. That is good. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Another next, next one. I need football like I need air. Very simple to the point. Right? Gibby? There you go. Yes. Yes. So, 
So are you a Bears fan? No, I'm a diehard Denver Bronco fan, shockingly. Uh, no Cowboys? <laughs> no Cowboys. Sorry. No. Are America's you- team? <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Rob, speaking of that, is, did your boy Brady, has he come back yet? Or what? Is he still on vacation? Yeah, no, nah, it was all-inclusive, so it took a few more days. You know, when you're at all-inclusive and everything's paid for down the Bahamas, that's because evidently that's where he was. Hey, so, did I read something, too, today? Did Molina, you know, uh, Yadier, he, 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 he left the Cardinals for a few days because he owned some basketball team. Yeah, there some- I saw that, too. Was that, I, I mean, was that accurate? I don't know. I don't know. Hey, it's not a good hey, you look. You know you're going good when you can do that. Well, I mean, and, and listen, I mean, that guy is like everyone raves about that guy. Like, what? A, what? A TV, by get you get to a certain age, you can do anything you want. By the way, here's yeah. another Courtney tweet. Okay. I will happily admit that I bought Halloween candy today. Reese has actually had an assorted pack of pumpkin ghosts and bat-shaped peanut butter cups that I just couldn't pass up. We all know those are the freshest facts. Are you? Are you okay? And Gibby, are you? Do you like Reese's peanut butter cups? Yeah, I like basically all candy. Now, did you did you say where you bought that from? Did you do some advertising for? Yeah, that's I, right. Should have. I should have. That was what. See. See, Gibby, cool. you you're already an Instagram influencer. I mean, you're <laughs> there. what do you, what do you, what do, what do you like? So this is one of the things that we do. We've done it for some players. Like we right. basically said, what do you want to get a sponsorship for? And we will do that. So what do you want to get a sponsor? What do what do you want? Anything? What do you what want? Do I want? Yeah, you like want what? What company? I drive company? Ford trucks. Oh, you want Ford? Oh wow! I'm a Ford guy. All right. Oh, oh, that, that's a little too big. No, no, <laughs> not necessarily. Good. I mean, so whatever. Other than want. they, they need to work on their. Uh, I, I've got a, a nice Ford truck. I've had it for three years now. It's been broken into four times. So they need to do something to. Ooh, yeah. Locks. Kind of, I'm not, and I'm not, and I'm not gonna. We're not gonna get political. I'm not gonna get on. Let's go, man. We need to crack down. Let's go. Please don't. Please yeah, yeah. Don't. Is there so? Is there anything smaller like like a like a, a boot company, a hat company, uh, anything that you you want to to be aligned with a cheese company? Like for instance, James Paxton, the pitcher. We are yeah. getting him to be the ambassador to the cheese industry in Vermont. Because he's big maple. Oh no, no, no! I'm sorry, not the cheese. The the maple industry, uh, syrup industry in Vermont, right? We are making I mean, that happen for him. And there's still a tariff on that, or what do we have? I, I don't, I don't know. But you tell, you tell me, you tell me what you want for free. Oh gosh, I love Tony Lama boots, man. That, hey, that's that, that that's no, that's that's the top of the line. All though. right, okay, here uh, you go. What is it? What kind of boots are they? Tony Lamas. Okay, okay. Here's the here's the thing. Look into the camera, Gibby. All right, and profess your love for the boots. I love Tony Lama boots. They fit you like a glove. Even though I don't wear gloves. You just killed it. That was awesome. <laughs> okay, but I'll start wearing gloves <laughs> if need be. If need be, yes, yes. That was good. I don't know what Rob, are you with us? That was excellent. That was excellent. <laughs> I'd still rather have a new truck. Don't blame. <laughs> All right, Gibby. All right. Well, listen, I appreciate the time. It's it's you you're you're the straw that serves a drink. You're you're so good in so many ways. So and we look forward to to you you using yeah. this as a trampoline to great stuff. Hey, I appreciate you guys, man. You know, I, you know, you know how I feel about you, Rob. You know, I, I always enjoy seeing you. And, you know, Rob took care of my grandmother up there in the, in my, 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 uh, 
Courtney, my mom and dad are both born and raised in Boston, you know. I never knew that. Yeah, that's how I ended up in Texas. He joined the military, but that's, you know, I tell everybody that, pardon my friends, but that's the asshole in me because uh, my my bad attitude comes from Boston, right? Because that's my blood. So that's anyway. I love that about you. <laughs> so so Rob, would live, uh, my grandmother, you know, she, she passed away, lived to be 99, but he would always check in with her during the off season, always really good to my family and the. Uh, yeah, but uh, oh, the most important thing, just a good. Uh, that's wonderful. Quarter, you know. Well, so anyway, I, I remember when Terry point. Francona was hired. Your grandmother calling me, telling me how, how you should be the manager of the Boston Red Sox. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Courtney, this is how long ago it was. It was at my house. It was on my home oh, phone. Oh my yeah. god! Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> he's he's showing his age, Gibby. He's showing his age. Well, I mean, I was like, three I look pretty time. good, man. We yeah. seen, where did you go anyway? We haven't seen your picture all day long, but I think you look pretty good when it first yeah, got on. I mean, that's I, I froze it right when I looked my best. Uh, uh, <laughs> but uh, hey, Gibby, it's always good catching up with you. And, yeah, I'd love to do it again, you guys. We and, will. Uh, you, we, you were as fun as I thought you would be. You did not disappoint. Well, Cordy, and, and likewise, you know, but, you know, I enjoy having fun, you know, you know, you got to enjoy life, you know. I agree. Next time I'm in Texas, let's have a beer. There you go. All right. Take care. Stay safe up there in the Great White North. It's almost that time of year.